Welcome to the Kaizen Creativity Podcast, where we apply the philosophy of continual improvement to our creativity. Each episode takes a scientific principle from creativity and innovation research, and we translate it into practical advice for your creativity. For more, you can visit us at jaredvoli.com. Innovative people spend so much time questioning the assumptions of their industry, but they rarely question their own assumptions and their own belief systems with the same level of scrutiny. How you perceive the world has a huge influence on both your personal and your professional life. Those perceptions come together to form your beliefs, and those beliefs have a huge impact on the actions we take. Today, we're going to talk about percepgenesis. Percepgenesis is the process we use to assign meaning to the world. In order for your brain to figure out what things are and what they mean, your brain has two complementary strategies that work in the opposite direction. It uses bottom-up processing and top-down processing. So let's begin with bottom-up processing. Bottom-up processing begins with an experience, and the mind reacts to the information by trying to determine what it means. So we perceive something happening in the outside world, and then we search our memories and see if we have anything similar to what we've just seen. We then combine all of the information together before deciding on what the experience actually means to us. This is bottom-up processing. Something happens, we struggle for a moment to figure out what it actually means, and then we conclude by slapping a label on it. We take the raw experience, we condense it down into a nice, neat little category, we write a label on it, and we put it into storage. The next time that we experience something similar, we already have a nice label for it. This is top-down processing. In life, we're guided more by the labels we have for things than by our actual raw experiences. What you think something should mean is often more important than what it actually does mean. So for example, there's probably a food that you refuse to eat that other people enjoy. Your refusal is a label that you have placed on that food. And people with different labels for that food obviously act differently. Top-down processing saves the brain a lot of energy. It's why you're able to treat similar things in similar ways. You don't have to wake up every morning and use your problem-solving skills to figure out where you are and who your significant other is. This is top-down. We already have a label ready And we use that to determine our experience. Let me try to make this a bit more concrete using an example. Babies are constantly using bottom-up processing because they don't have any labels to rely on. They have to try something, observe what happened, and then create a new label. And as the child grows up, they have more and more labels to work with. And then by adulthood, a person can live the rest of their life jumping from one label to the next without really challenging any of them. As creative people, we want to spend more time using bottom-up processing 
than maybe a, a non-creative person would. And this gives us more time to question our assumptions and to think original thoughts. Labels can easily kill your curiosity because it takes this really complicated situation and it condenses it down into something that is overly simplistic. There's no reason to get curious or to explore the unknown if we already have all of these nice, tidy little labels that are in our heads. You're going to have so many answers that you have no questions to inspire curiosity. Now, how come we don't just spend all day long doing this bottom-up processing? Because it will absolutely drain the energy out of you. Right? There's a very good reason why your brain has two different systems in place. Bottom-up uses a ton of energy. It is so much harder for you to take a raw experience, like maybe a bad first date, and say, what labels can I put on it to learn, right? What did I do wrong? What might have the other person done wrong? How could we have done something differently? That takes a lot of energy. But once you have that label, using that label later on is very, very easy. Our job as creative people is to do our best to work with accurate information. We can't and we won't win every battle here. Being highly creative is often about flipping back and forth between opposite strategies. In fact, we've already done an episode on that very subject. And it's no different here. We spend time using bottom-up processing until we feel like we have a good enough idea about what is real or what is possible. Then we assign a label to it so that we can use it easily later on in the future to make decisions. However, we also need to keep in mind that the labels are just labels, right? They're only in our head. It represented our best guess at the time. And that at the time part is really important because we're always going to be getting new information the longer we work in a project or work in an industry. So you can't allow the rule or the label that you created a year ago or two years ago or when you first got into the industry. You can't let that rule dictate what you're doing today. That rule might have been wrong or it might have became wrong because of a changing industry. Using an outdated label will only lead to unnecessary limitations on your creativity. And in fact, if you go through a lot of the great innovations of the 20th century, you'll see that there are so many times where people or businesses, the ones that were representing the status quo, they didn't see what was coming because they had these rules and labels about how things had to be. And because they couldn't see anything else, they were completely blinded to what actually ended up happening. This is the business equivalent to using too much top-down processing. The business created a label, and they only viewed things through that certain lens, and then the people who were using more of a bottom-up strategy that were seeing what could be, rather than just using old labels, those were the people that innovated and surprised people in the status quo. Oftentimes, these labels can really kill your creativity. Imagine this, say you have this label in your head or this rule, and you can really use those two interchangeably, but you have this label that says the first draft has to be perfect, 
right? That is something that is a label that you created in the past based on an experience. You wrote something, you didn't like it, and you thought, man, the next time I start something, I want it to be better. How you perceived that experience created the label, and then now you're working from the label. Depending on what labels you have for starting a task, it might be a really fun experience or it might be incredibly stressful. Neither one is really true. You're just working from a label that you built earlier. When you're talking about something like your own motivation, then it might not really matter whether that label is accurate or not. So for instance, I might really be excited every time I sit down to write, but if I was being realistic, then maybe each writing session doesn't get me as far as I really wanted to. Now, even though that label might be wrong, it would still motivate me to do the thing that I want to do. So the top-down label can be really useful even when it's wrong. This weekend, I encourage you to keep this idea in mind, not just for your creative life, but for your personal life as well. What labels have you been using that you forgot were just labels. You forgot that you built this rule in your head, and then since then, you've basically been allowing that rule or that label to determine the actual experience you have. And once you figure out what those labels are, I would encourage you to think about whether or not you actually want them to stay in your life or not. This is the practice of personal creativity. This is us treating ourselves as our creative product, right? We are the industry that we're changing. So what are some things that frustrate you or that make you angry? What are some automated reactions that just aren't really serving you very well? These are all areas where bottom-up processing can be used to change or eliminate the labels that aren't helpful. For me, I've noticed that a lot of the things I do to relax don't actually make me feel relaxed. And I know that that is a really weird thing to say. So let me give you an example. When I have downtime, I will often go to YouTube. The top-down label that I have for watching YouTube is that it is fun and it is relaxing. But when I actually go to YouTube and I start watching something, at any moment, if I were to hit pause and be honest with myself on whether or not I'm actually having fun, I would have to admit that I'm probably not. Now, this is incredibly strange. The label I have strongly suggests that I'm going to have fun. And if I don't challenge that label, then I will just keep watching the videos. However, anytime I actually pause... I instantly realize that I'm not actually having as much fun as I thought I was. The label promised me relaxation, but it never actually delivered on it. Now let's make this even crazier. The exact opposite thing happens to me whenever I meditate. So when I meditate, the bottom-up experience is incredibly rewarding and peaceful. However, the label I have for meditation is not a positive one by any means. When I think about meditating, I reference this label about how unfun and boring it's going to be. So my label says you definitely don't want to meditate, but every time I do and I actually think bottom up how I'm actually feeling, I love it. 
This is the process that your brain uses to assign meaning to things. And so it also determines what you do and what you don't do. How you perceive the world is central to how you experience it. So this weekend, pay close attention to the labels that you're using. You don't need to change those labels in any way. Don't worry about them right now. You don't need to stress out about them. This isn't about creating some kind of laundry list of things you need to do or things you need to change. This is about spending more time experiencing what is real instead of just what the labels tell you should be or how you should act. So this weekend, I encourage you to take the label off and experience the world as it was meant to be. Hey everybody, during the month of April, the website podchaser.com is going to be donating 25 cents to Meals on Wheels for every podcast review that you leave on their site. They're also going to donate another 25 cents for every reply that I leave for your review. And of course, I'm going to take that feedback and find ways to improve the show. You can check it out using the link at the bottom of the show notes. Thanks for listening. We do this every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. And if you're liking the show, please make sure you leave a review. Your five-star review gives the show more visibility, and that lets us devote more time and more resources to improving the show, which means we can ultimately serve you better. Until next time, Keep creating.